So let's get started with the questions. What is your favorite thing about being a teacher? Hmm. My favorite thing about being a teacher is teaching, to be honest. I love to work with students and help them develop. No matter where they're, what level they're developing from, I love to be a part of the process. I love explaining concepts. I love showing and demonstrating. I love listening to them. I love hearing them read. I just love all of it. I love just being there and being their personal cheerleader through the process and sometimes coach. I'm more of a coach than a cheerleader, though, because I'm trying to set them up to succeed, of course, and not just cheering them for the sake of cheering them, right? So what is challenging about being a teacher? I guess, have you ever heard this um, this saying, you can lead them to water, but you can't make them drink it? Like, I can do everything on my end, but I can't make you listen to me or work with me. So that can be a bit challenging because I can do everything on my end, you know, show you how it works, practice dialogue, give you homework, test you in different scenarios. But if you really don't want to learn or if you really don't want to do it, I can't make you want to. And that can, be, that can be difficult and challenging at times. So, what do you think is challenging about learning a new language? I'm thinking it's more like, it depends, right? It depends. Normally kids, unless they've been, you know, stigmatized or, you know, um, Unless they have some type of traumatic experience around English, they're usually pretty just easygoing. They're willing to learn. They're like a human sponge for knowledge. So if you can make it fun, if you can do things they like to do, keep them entertained, they're pretty much okay. For other people, when you get, as you get older, you have, you know, an ego or you've, you've had society place barriers there, so you have to kind of get through them. And I think that can be challenging because what you tell yourself is normally what you're going to believe. If you believe that learning is difficult, then no matter what someone else tells you, you're going to think it's difficult. So it's kind of getting past your own stigmas your own biases that you set up um, things that people have taught you or said to you getting over the fact that it's okay to make mistakes we make mistakes all the time the, the best thing to do is recognize that you are making the mistakes so you can start to correct it it's okay to be corrected it doesn't mean that you are not knowledgeable or you don't know what you know it's just a part of the process of learning. If you're not corrected, then you don't fix whatever is the issue. And it's okay. It doesn't matter how long it takes for you to learn something. The goal is to learn it. 
so I think those are kind of three things that I've kind of seen that has been very difficult to learn a language. Possibly the pronunciation, too, of the understanding the teacher when they're speaking to you, maybe. I don't know. That's an interesting question. Okay. Can you let us... Uh, can you tell us about a time you made a mistake with a student? Yes. So, I was working with a student, and I made a gram- grammar mistake. We were going over grammar, and I made a mistake, and they corrected me. And I went, okay, well, I'm going to look this up and check it, and I will get back to you, and let's keep going. And afterwards, I found out the student was correct. I told them, thank you. Um, And we carried on. Normally, when there is a mistake, if I make a mistake, I just own up to it. I think it's, it's okay. People make mistakes, and people need to learn that. Mistakes are okay. They're part of life. It's not a life sentence or anything. Making a mistake doesn't mean you're going to always make mistakes. But you have to own up to the mistake you have to let them know that hey i made a mistake you was right thank you right um and then let's see what is your perspective on error corrections correction in a in the classroom okay i think error correction is very important but i think that's some that's something that is something that needs to be agreed between the teacher and the student because Correcting a student who don't really respond well to corrections too much, it will, you know, it will hurt their self-esteem. And you don't want to do that. However, you do need to correct them. And you need to find a way to correct them. Whether that means not really correct them in the moment, but after the conversation, bring it to their attention certain things that they need to or we need to work on. So it depends on the student. I think it's between the student and the teacher for them to decide what would work best or more so the student, to be honest. It's really in their hands because it's their learning process. I'm just here to assist them and help them succeed. What else? Um, what could you do if a student seems nervous or untalkative? Okay, it depends. But I normally break out my puppet. Her name is Ella. Say hi, Ella. Hi. And I'll try to make them laugh. Um... I'll ask questions like, um, what is your name? And if they don't say anything, I'll go, well, Ella, what is your name? You know my name. Well, would you like to ask them what their name is? Okay. What is your name? What's your name? Oh, Ella's got something on her face. If that doesn't work, I'll also use TPR, right? Like, what? is your name what is your name and i'll go my name is anika can you say anika 
and I'll try something like that. Um, if it's, you know, an older adult, I'll, or even if it's a kid I'll, I'll, or a child, I'll try to find out what they like, find out what they want to talk about. I'll try to know information about where they're from already so I can kind of initiate a conversation to see if I can get them to speak to me. I'll try to encourage them not to be nervous and let them know that, you know, we're just having a conversation. We're trying to get to know each other, trying to find a way to kind of break the ice. So I just try different things, to be honest. I love to work with students and help them develop. No matter where they're, what level they're developing from. I love to be a part of the process. I love explaining concepts. I love showing and demonstrating. I love listening to them. I love hearing them read. I just love all of it. I love just being there and being their personal cheerleader through the process. And sometimes coach. I'm more of a coach than a cheerleader, though, because I'm trying to set them up to succeed, of course, and not just cheering them for the sake of cheering them, right? So what is challenging about being a teacher? I guess, have you ever heard this um, this saying, you can lead them to water, but you can't make them drink it? Like, I can do everything on my end, but I can't make you listen to me or work with me. So that can be a bit challenging. Because I can do everything on my end, you know, show you how it works, practice dialogue, give you homework, test you in different scenarios. But if you really don't want to learn or if you really don't want to do it, I can't make you want to. And that can be that can be difficult and challenging at times. So. What do you think is challenging about learning a new language? I'm thinking it's more like it depends, right? It depends. Normally kids, unless they've been, you know, stigmatized or, you know, um, unless they have some type of traumatic experience around English, they're usually pretty just easygoing, they're willing to learn, they're like a human sponge for knowledge, so if you can make it fun, if you can do things they like to do, keep them entertained, they're pretty much okay. For other people, when you get, as you get older, you have, you know, an ego, or you've, you've had society place barriers there, so you have to kind of get through them. And I think that can be challenging because what you tell yourself is normally what you're going to believe. If you believe that learning is difficult, then no matter what someone else tells you, you're going to think it's difficult. So it's kind of getting past your own stigmas, your own biases that you set up, um, things that people have taught you or said to you. Getting over the fact that it's okay to make mistakes. We make mistakes all the time. 
the best thing to do is recognize that you are making the mistake so you can start to correct it. It's okay to be corrected. It doesn't mean that you are not knowledgeable or you don't know what you know. It's just a part of the process of learning. If you're not corrected, then you don't fix whatever is the issue. And it's okay. It doesn't matter how long it takes for you to learn something. The goal is to learn it. So I think those are kind of three things that I've kind of seen that has been very difficult to learn a language. Possibly the pronunciation, too, of the understanding the teacher when they're speaking to you, maybe. I don't know. That's an interesting question. Okay. Can you let us... Uh, can you tell us about a time you made a mistake with a student? Yes. So, I was working with a student, and I made a gram- grammar mistake. We were going over grammar, and I made a mistake, and they corrected me. And I went, okay, well, I'm going to look this up and check it, and I will get back to you, and let's keep going. And afterwards, I found out the student was correct. I told them, thank you. Um, And we carried on. Normally, when there is a mistake, if I make a mistake, I just own up to it. I think it's, it's okay. People make mistakes, and people need to learn that. Mistakes are okay. They're part of life. It's not a life sentence or anything. Making a mistake doesn't mean you're going to always make mistakes. But you have to own up to the mistake you have to let them know that hey i made a mistake you was right thank you right um and then let's see what is your perspective on error corrections correction in a in the classroom okay i think error correction is very important but i think that's some that's something that is something that needs to be agreed between the teacher and the student because Correcting a student who don't really respond well to corrections too much, it will, you know, it will hurt their self-esteem. And you don't want to do that. However, you do need to correct them. And you need to find a way to correct them. Whether that means not really correct them in the moment, but after the conversation, bringing to their attention certain things that they need to, or we need to work on. So it depends on the student. I think it's between the student and the teacher for them to decide what would work best, or more so the student, to be honest. It's really in their hands. Because it's their learning process. I'm just here to assist them and help them succeed. What else? Um, what could you do if... So let's get started with the questions. What is your favorite thing about being a teacher? Hmm. My favorite thing about being a teacher is teaching, to be honest. I love to work with students and help them develop. No matter where they're, what level they're developing from, I love to be a part of the process. I love explaining concepts. I love showing and demonstrating. I love listening to them. I love hearing them read. I just love all of it. 
I love just being there and being their personal cheerleader through the process. And sometimes coach. I'm more of a coach than a cheerleader, though, because I'm trying to set them up to succeed, of course, and not just cheering them for the sake of cheering them, right? So what is challenging about being a teacher? I guess, have you ever heard this um, this saying, you can lead them to water, but you can't make them drink it? Like, I can do everything on my end, but I can't make you listen to me or work with me. So that can be a bit challenging because I can do everything on my end, you know, show you how it works, practice dialogue, give you homework, test you in different scenarios. But if you really don't want to learn or if you really don't want to do it, I can't make you want to. And that can be that can be difficult and challenging at times. So what do you think is challenging about learning a new language? I'm thinking it's more like it depends, right? It depends. Normally kids, unless they've been, you know, stigmatized or, you know, um, unless they have some type of traumatic experience around English, they're usually pretty just easygoing, they're willing to learn, they're like a human sponge for knowledge, so if you can make it fun, if you can do things they like to do, keep them entertained, they're pretty much okay. For other people, when you get, as you get older, you have, you know, an ego, or you've, you've had society place barriers there, so you have to kind of get through them. And I think that can be challenging because what you tell yourself is normally what you're going to believe. If you believe that learning is difficult, then no matter what someone else tells you, you're going to think it's difficult. So it's kind of getting past your own stigmas, your own biases that you set up, um, things that people have taught you or said to you getting over the fact that it's okay to make mistakes. We make mistakes all the time. The, the best thing to do is recognize that you are making the mistakes so you can start to correct it. It's okay to be corrected. It doesn't mean that you are not knowledgeable or you don't know what you know. It's just a part of the process of learning. If you're not corrected, then you don't fix whatever is the issue. And it's okay to it doesn't matter how long it takes for you to learn something. The goal is to learn it. So I think those are kind of three things that I've kind of seen that has been very difficult to learn a language. Possibly the pronunciation, too, of the understanding the teacher when they're speaking to you, maybe. I don't know. That's an interesting question. Okay. Can you let us... Uh, can you tell us about a time you made a mistake with a student? Yes. So I was working with a student and I made a gram grammar mistake. We were going over grammar and 
I made a mistake and they corrected me and I went, okay, well, I'm going to look this up and check it and I will get back to you and let's keep going. And afterwards, I found out the student was correct. I told them, thank you. Um, and we carried on. Normally, when there is a mistake, if I make a mistake, I just own up to it. I think it's, it's okay. People make mistakes and people need to learn that. Mistakes are okay. They're part of life. It's not a life sentence or anything. Making a mistake doesn't mean you're going to always make mistakes. But you have to own up to the mistake. You have to let them know that, hey, I made a mistake. You was right. Thank you. Right? Um, and then, let's see. What is your perspective on error corrections? correction in a in the classroom? Okay. I think error correction is very important, but I think that's some that's something that is something that needs to be agreed between the teacher and the student because correcting a student who don't really respond well to corrections too much, it will, you know, it will hurt their self-esteem. And you don't want to do that. However, you do need to correct them. And you need to find a way to correct them. Whether that means not really correct them in the moment, but after the conversation, bring to their attention certain things that they need to, or we need to work on. So it depends on the student. I think it's between the student and the teacher for them to decide what, work, what would work best or more so the student, to be honest. It's really in their hands because it's their learning process. I'm just here to assist them and help them succeed. What else? Um, what could you do if a student seems nervous or untalkative? Okay, it depends. But I normally break out my puppet. Her name is Ella. Say hi, Ella. Hi. And I'll try to make them laugh. Um, I'll ask questions like, um, what is your name? And if they don't say anything, I'll go, well, Ella, what is your name? You know my name. Well, would you like to ask them what their name is? Okay, what is your name? What's your name? Oh, Ella's got something on her face. If that doesn't work, I'll also use TPR, right? Like, what is your name? What is your name? And I'll go, my name is Anika. Can you... Say, Anika. And I'll try something like that. Um, if it's, you know, an older adult, I'll, or even if it's a kid I'll, I'll, or a child, I'll try to find out what they like, find out what they want to talk about. I'll try to know information about where they're from already so I can kind of initiate a conversation to see if I can get them to speak to me. I'll try to encourage them not to be nervous and let them know that, you know, we're just having a conversation. We're trying to get to know each other, trying to find a way to kind of 
break the ice. So I just try different things. Let's see. <laughs> 